What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 38. I am Matt O'Leary and I am joined by Mitch Anderson. Mitch, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. Like I told you off pod, we've had some police activity on my street. Um, so balaclavas and everything, it's fantastic. The, we're getting rid of the trash in the neighborhood. It's outstanding. It's a good day. All right. Chalk that up as a win for Ottawa. <laughs> They're clearing out the trash in Ottawa. Always like to see that. Yeah. We're draining the swamp. Love it. Absolutely love to see that. And Mitch, you know I got to put you on the spot right now because I know you didn't look it up. Oh, you think I didn't? I, huh? I don't think you did. Okay. So what edition are we going with for 38. The Bracken Kearns edition, ah, 38. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not really too many that no. you can really go with. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. I couldn't see any, and I was just like, I'm just going to go with the funnier one, Bracken Kearns, because he hasn't done anything for the Islanders ever. I You have Jason Simon. Uh, what's Mick Fukuda. David Sketchcard. Yep. There you go. That's probably the See, longest. I'm starting to starting to remember the numbers here. It's starting to sink. Yeah, that's probably the longest tenured one, which is a sad state for number thirty eight. Unfortunately, yeah, that's true. With all due respect to <laughs> everyone who wore it, but yeah. Uh, anyway, let's jump right into it, Mitch. We have a, a lot to talk about, even though the Islanders aren't actually playing in the playoffs. We'll get to the playoffs later in the show because I, I have a lot to say about that. But we'll just okay. we'll just wait. Until that, let's start with the world tournament because the Islanders have a lot of representation here. They have, I believe, five guys on Canada alone, right? That's right, my boys. And they're absolutely killing it, Mitch. They are. Well, they're killing it against teams that they're supposed to kill it against, like Korea. Let's be honest here. Denmark? Denmark's fine, but you wouldn't call Denmark a a powerhouse. Although it, it, it... I'll say that this tournament isn't necessarily well represented when it comes to international powers, right? Like Germany is usually pretty good, not usually, but was really good in this tournament last year. 
while Germany's made strides forward, you still wouldn't, even at their best, with all their best players, you wouldn't rank them in the top five or even top six internationally, would you? Probably not, no. Yeah. So, like, Canada's beating teams like Korea 10 nothing. That makes sense. That's what's supposed to happen. And if it didn't, oh, my God, President or President Prime Minister Justin Trudeau would be over there in Denmark being like, what is happening, boys? There'd be a government inquisition. There'd be committees. There'd be all kinds of bills. There'd be, it'd be madness in Canada if they lost to the Koreans. I can't tell if you're being facetious or serious right now, and I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> it's a little bit of and a little bit of both. I, I wouldn't like to see Canada lose. Like even if even if they won only like two nothing, there there wouldn't be the the whole prime minister heading to Korea, but there would be some like some stern conversations going on in Canada where we would be seriously worried if that happened. As would you guys in the States, right? If if the Americans lost or or even only beat Korea two nothing, there'd be some some questions, wouldn't there? Yeah, but I don't know if it would be like a national uproar because I would say the majority of the people really don't care. But um, I would be a little concerned. I would definitely question what was going on. But uh, you beat them ten zip. I mean, that's that's pretty a pretty sound victory. And I the the best part of it to me. I mean, I'm biased because I only really follow the Islanders in this tournament. I'm not really huge into it. But Barzal, Beauvillier, Hmm. Eberle. Bailey, even Pulak, you want to throw him in there? He scored, too. That's All true. contributing. Love to see it. Yeah, even though that, that, that line of Beauvillier, Barzell, Eberle is like the third or fourth line for the Canadians, oddly enough. I don't understand that. That seems strange. But whatever, they're winning. So, And, and I, I'm obviously not watching because the time difference is kind of ridiculous, and they play during the week. Um, but... Yeah, they're they're scoring, and that's what we want to see. I I know we've been posed the question online, on Twitter specifically, like, this doesn't matter, this shouldn't matter. Yes, it does. This tournament matters. It's not world-defining, and yes, I'd rather see the Islanders in the playoffs, but because they are there, they're still getting the reps in. Oh, sure. And I still like to see them, like, continue that momentum through the summer. Right, and it's still something, I think, that deserves to be covered like i don't understand why not that we're catching pelters but some people like oh who cares like i'm sorry this is we're a month over a month since the islanders have last played so i mean this is this is it you got to focus on what the players are doing in the offseason what's going on and the fact that they are not only playing in this tournament which is pretty cool in itself but they're succeeding and playing well and that line is sticking together i think it's a third line like you said, you said it third or fourth. I'm pretty sure it's the third line. It's usually the third. I, th- I think I saw it listed as the fourth line the other day, but I, I could have read it wrong. R- regardless. The, as we know, I have a, a mild dyslexia. So. We have learned on this hockey slash science podcast that Mitch does have a learning disability. He has dyslexia. That's fine. <laughs> we still we love him for it. it it's okay. We, we've, accept, we've accepted it, and it's been a part of the show ever since. Yeah, we just roll with it. We just roll with it. it, it it's okay. He's also bad at gambling, which, again, we're going to get to later on in the show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You you win one, and you think you're the king of the world. Oh, boy. All teasers, too, coming up in that segment. But uh, the the point that I was trying to hit home with is this does matter because, A, it's the line that's – the Islander's second line is sticking together, and it's still clicking. Yeah. Absolutely, and that, that's that's what we want to see. I again, I get it. It's not the playoffs, and like we can't have nice things. They're, they're not in the playoffs, so we have to like 
poop on everything. No, that's not how it's supposed to work. I get it. They're not in the playoffs. What, what do you want me to do about it? Do you want me to keep writing like I hate Gar Snow every other week? No, like that's going to get – that's going to become old. It is old already. It's that. We get it. Gar Snow sucks. He's not good. But at this point, he's not going anywhere. So can we just focus on what's going on? And yes, the Islanders are playing in the second-tier summer hockey tournament. I get it. The playoffs is a desired position. That's where they should be. I get that. But us writing about them – performing well at the world championships doesn't negate the fact that we think they should be in the playoffs. We can have both. We could say they should be in the playoffs and be like, hey, they're doing well. That's great. Thank you. You hit the nail on the head because that's exactly – you took the words out of my mouth. What I was going to say is, yes, I 100,000% would rather watch the Islanders in the playoffs and they should be in the playoffs. It's a disgrace that they're not. But at the same time, we could also sit here and say, hey – this guy is playing well in this tournament. Or I'm glad that you look at the line staying together and producing well on an international stage. Yeah, they played some crappy teams along the way, but they're still producing and they're still a major story for this team which with a lot of superstars on it. That's right. Like that that's really all I care about is that they're doing well. And and is there a risk of them them playing there? Yeah, there's a risk, I guess. Um but like let's be honest, like uh, Shy of some catastrophic breaking every bone in their leg type injury, um, they're, they're going to pick up an injury. They're going That's a guarantee. They're going to pick that up. But this tournament is done in May. They still have June, July, August, and maybe a week in September to get ready for training camp. Like, that's a long time. We're talking about three months here to recover. Even if they break a bone, that's more than enough time to recover. I broke my collarbone six weeks. Yeah, I feel like six weeks is pretty standard. So let's say, God forbid, somebody gets hurt now, six weeks from now is July, like the very mm-hmm. beginning of July. That's right. You're good. And it's not It's not that we, we don't we want them to be injured just to be like, ha, I told you. It's just to show like, yes, there's a risk. But when you think about that risk, it is mitigated by the factor of time. Um, and so does this tournament matter? Very, it matters a bit. It matters a bit. And it's fun to see. And it's also nice to, sh- to see that that momentum is going, that this ke- it keeps on moving, that it's not just like they're good within the Islanders thing. And then we have to worry about next year where, oh God, he didn't perform well at the Worlds. Is there something wrong with him? Is he going to be the same player next year? The only thing that I will disagree with you on in this, i for the most part, agree. I think that if you're a UFA, July 1, that you shouldn't play because of risking an injury. Because if someone like Dennis Seidenberg, who's a, a free agent, gets injured, that injury is going to take him to that July 1 date of him actually getting signed. Yeah, but a UFA like Dennis Seidenberg's got to play because if he doesn't, he's not getting signed. Seidenberg- like it's catch-22 for him. Oh, you're right. Seidenberg might be the bad example, but if someone is a UFA who is trying to cash in on a big deal. Like if Bailey hadn't been signed. Yes, like that, exactly. But the... Like that, I get it. The Seidenberg one was probably a bad example. You're you're right. But if if a player is looking for... Like Tavares. Yeah, like if Tavares was in it, I don't think that would work. Or pretty much just anybody looking for a multi-year deal who's going to be more of an impact player. Again, no disrespect to Dennis Seinberg, but at this point in his career, he's probably oh, a yes. seventh D man. Let's call a spade a spade here. Like 
If he if he makes an NHL roster, it'll be a miracle. Right, and part of the reason why the Islanders signed him was because of his performance in an international tournament, oddly enough. That's right. Absolutely true. So that was probably the worst example I could have pulled out of my hat, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that you went there. and it, 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 it makes sense. Some players are playing for deals. The Islanders, they, they aren't. Like the, the six or seven that are there. What is Seidenberg? Is Grice there? I keep no. forgetting if he is or not. So Grace he's isn't not there. there. Which is probably a good thing. He needs to, well, although I think he probably should have gone to get another few reps under him to, to sh- gain that confidence. Yeah. Um, although his wife will tell me that he doesn't, he doesn't have a confidence issue. I get it. It's just there's something going on there this year. Maybe he, he just needs a win. He just needs a win to know that he can do it again. Did that, ha- um, did that happen? Yes. Last year I wrote that after the shellacking he got at the World Cup, um, so the, the first two games, <laughs> I wrote something that, um, Jesus, Gesundheit. Night. Allergy season, bro. Sorry. I tried to get, get out of Jeepers, the way of the mic. But... Yeah. You just had to get out of the house at that point. My God. Um, you probably sneezed. Did you see that gif online of that tree just hitting another, or sorry, the tractor hitting a tree and all the pollen just going? You probably just <laughs> sneezed seeing the video. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, last, though, no, two years ago during the World Cup, um, when the Team Europe got shellacked in their first two games with Grice and Nets, or sorry, with one game with Grice and Nets. I think they lost like 8-1 to one or something like that. It was, it was ridiculous. It might have even been worse. Um, I said that after all the goodwill, that, or after all the confidence that he built during the season to get done like that by his team has to break his spirit a bit, and she did not like that. She got after me on Twitter about it. What are you going to do? You got yeah. Mrs. Grice coming after you. Me and Gustav Cole go back and forth all the time. We're, we're rivals. <laughs> it's all right. Hashtag buddies. Yeah, we're pals. I should send him a tweet. See how he's doing. He's blocked me, so he can't see it, but I'll still send it anyway. There you go. Send it through the DMs. Just slide in the DMs. I don't, I don't think that's how it works, but it, you, I hear no. the kids say that, so I just figure I'd say it anyways. It's all right. You got you to gotta work in those references when you can. I respect it. I yeah, definitely. Exactly. Anything else on the world tournament before we move on? Um, not only are they all the Canadian boys scoring, but so is your boy Lee for Team USA. So that's kind of good that he's back and, and not back, but it, he's still scoring those goals. And even then, the goal he scored wasn't right around the net flipping in the backhand. It was a shot from the faceoff dots. Like the, he he just let a wrister go. So that's nice to see. That is definitely nice to see. It's not necessarily a prototypical Anders Lee goal. No, exactly. So that's good. Yeah, I mean, at this point, he's established himself as a premier goal scorer in the NHL. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. Uh, I keep hearing that someone I, I do another podcast with is saying that JVR is the best front net presence in the league. What are you talking mm. about? Like, it's clearly Anders Lee. It's clearly. The guy's got 40 goals. How many does JVR have? 30, maybe? I don't even think it's 30. I would, so if I had to guess, go. I would say 25. Yeah, so... Please, JVR is the best net front presence in the league. That's ridiculous. All right. I'm pulling up hockey reference. Did you care to throw? Oh, mm, I was off. All right, go ahead. Uh, so what is it? Is it 32? 36. Ooh, still, honestly, 40. 40 is more than 36, so thus better. Thanks. And he, had, and he the- had more points, too. JVR only had 54. Lee had 62. There you go. Take that, JVR, and two 
anonymous person that supports JVR is the best player ever. Just cram it. There we go. Love it. Speaking of international players, let's talk about one of our favorite international players on this podcast, Ila Sorokin. Yeah. Like that accent? That's very, very good. You tried to roll the R. I like it. I tried. I'm out here trying. That's all I can do. I told you I can't do it. I took six years of Spanish, could never roll the R's, but and here we you go. failed because of that. I, yeah, I stopped going after 11th grade, so that's pretty much what happened. Hit the there nail you go. Uh, so apparently it is believed that Sorokin won't come to the Islanders as long as Garth Snow is here. And that was from Igor Aranko on Twitter. Yeah. So what he said is, um, he put out a tweet about Ilya Kovalchuk said, um, he's going to the U S for contract talks. And someone asked him, um, are the Islanders going to meet Kovalchuk? And is there any chances that Sorokin comes over? And her uncle re- responded saying, Sorokin doesn't want to sign with Isles until Snow is there. Um, and he corrected that by saying, I assume you mean that's supposed to mean not there, and he agreed. Uh, so Sorokin doesn't want to come over until... Um, God, sorry, Garth Snow isn't there. He followed that up, her uncle followed that up to Arthur Staple, who had said, uh, been asked about Aronko's tweet regarding Sorokin and Snow. Here's what I know. This is this is Arthur Staple. It's still about money. Sorokin makes a lot in the a lot of it in the KHL and doesn't want to play on a two year ELC. So if he came over to the NHL, he'd have to sign an entry level contract minimum two years. And an entry level contract has a max hit or max um, AAV of nine twenty five. So nine hundred twenty five thousand. He can sign signing bonuses. Like signing bonuses, I think there's still a cap on that at maybe two million, um, so he can max make just under three million a year. And then uh, Staple uh, added, Sorokin's U.S.-based agent was Snow's agent, would be an odd way to show he dislikes Garth Snow. Erokin answered or uh, replied, "This is, I heard it. He's Russian, guys. This is, I heard it from his Russian agent, who will get NHL license soon." Spoke a bit to Sorokin today, said, Sure, someday I would be proud to be part of a New York rivalry. That's the end of the quote. Money is a factor, absolutely, says Sorokin, but so is doubtful management. Sorokin is the highest paid CSKA player now. So, he's... Money is is an issue for him coming over, um, which you'd have to think is going to remain an issue for the next couple of years. But he made sure to indicate that management was also an issue. Let me ask you this, because I tried researching it, and I couldn't find it anywhere. So it's this is more of just you guessing. How much do you think he makes in the KHL? Do you think it's the equivalent of 925000 Oh, no, no. He's making millions. Oh, you think? Okay. Millions. Um, I thought it was four. Either way, it's obviously less than an ELC, because if it was equal, he'd come over. Yeah, you would think so, right? So he's got to yeah. be making more there. I couldn't find it anywhere. I was just curious to see what it actually was. I do think that money does play a factor. And obviously, if he's making more money than he would playing in the NHL, in the KHL, I, I don't fault him for not wanting to come over. But I do think the Garth Snow thing is definitely interesting. I don't know. Again, it's not 
100% confirmed because Aranko is the only one who was saying this. And it wasn't well, actually, I, I'm looking in, into the messages now and another, uh, Avis Kalinis, uh, another like KHL insider, if you want to call him that, who's pretty reputable when it comes to these things, says clearly can back Igor up on this one. Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's not a good sign for the the state of the Islanders. No, like, and let, let's be honest. If if money was an issue, and it is, he's gonna wait out that ELC, and he's gonna wait out until he can just sign with whoever he wants. And if if it's the Islanders, great. But if he's gonna sign with whoever he wants, how much do you want to bet that the Islanders are nowhere near that list? Yeah, probably right. If you could sign anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And there's no way to really. How long would he have to wait? Would it be another two years? I think so. I, I forget the rule uh, on international players. I know there's a rule that says that you have to sign your draftees within four years of drafting them to ELCs or else they become free agents, which is the whole like Alex Kerfoot, um, uh, Jimmy VC type situations. But those are homegrown talent, if you want to call it that. Uh, I don't know how – I forget the rule for international players. I think it's a couple years longer. Yeah, Um that's the one thing I wasn't sure of. I knew it for like the quote homegrown guys in North America already, but guys from Europe, that's where it gets a little bit confusing for me. So I'm definitely on the same page there. Do you, or if you had to say a guess, do you think it's more money or more snow? Oh, I think it's more money. Probably right. I really do. Like I, I think snow is a factor, but it's really more money. Like if he's he's not going to go. Unless he's going to make the same amount of money. Why would he move to the U.S. for less money? That just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I Again, I can't fault him one bit if he's making a ton more money in the KHL and dominating too. Because there's, yeah, no there's no guarantee that he dominates here. Yeah, he, exactly. Like he's, he's not playing for CSKA St. Petersburg. It's not CSKA. SKA St. Petersburg which is like the best team in the league where they got all the big-name players. Uh, but he's playing for the second biggest team in the league in CSKA in Moscow. So, like, he's getting his fair share of big boys to play with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's going against premier talent. I'm not knocking that at all. Oh, uh, he's not going against premier talent. He has premier talent with him. But don't they play the number one team? Yeah, but how often? And there, there, there's one team that that is good, and the rest of them are very much not. I guess I got to study up on my KHL knowledge, but I, he's still. The, my point is that he's dominating at that level. He's probably yes. what uh, easily a top five goalie in the KHL, right? Absolutely, yeah, for sure. No question. You could argue higher, lower, whatever you want to do, but he's yeah. As far as the NHL goes, he's there's no guarantee he's a top five goalie in the NHL. That's no, that none at all. So that's the thing. How does that translate to the NHL? Who knows? But it's a good starting point. Like when whoever argues that they want Sorokin in nets today, I can't fault them because it's better than what we have now. Even if it's KHL level stats, you can't fault them. Those are good numbers. And and if that's your your decision basis, or that's where you're starting to make your decision. There's no fault in that because, again, they are good numbers. Those are really good numbers at the KHL level. If it translates, who knows? But that's a good place to start looking. Like, where else are you going to go? Soderstrom? He's been fine at the SHL, and the SHL is obviously a few cuts below the KHL. 
what does that even mean? Like, how does that translate? God, who knows? And then from there, what do you got? Halak, uh, Grice, Gibson? Like, those are okay names, but none of them are going to be starters. No, probably not. So, I don't know, man. Like, I'd like to bring him over, but... I don't think he comes... He has got probably two years left on his KHL deal, right? I think so. I'm pretty sure it's two years. So I don't think there's any chance. I would say 0% chance he comes before those two years. And then, No. And then after that? Maybe, but good luck. Like, good luck. I was going to say 30% chance? Maybe, yeah. Which really stinks because <laughs> I think he's a quality prospect, but I don't know if he's coming. I really don't think so. I doubt it. He, in, in my mind, he's dead to me until here otherwise. <laughs> Do you think the Islanders knew that when they picked him, that he no. was, probably wasn't going to come? Or were they I, I think they to? probably had a good indication that he was going to play in the KHL, but they probably didn't think it would last this long. So when do you think things turn south when he re-upped that deal last definitely, year? Definitely, definitely. When they, they knew that the Olympics weren't going to happen or when they, they figured, because the GMs and the teams and the owners knew ahead of time that the NHL was going to be firm, we're not going to the Olympics um, ahead of time. So probably when they found that out, that Gary Bettman would say, hardline, we're not going to the Olympics, uh, I think that's when they went, well, there goes his deal, or there goes Sorokin, because he's going to stay there to play the Olympics, as he, I think he did. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, I don't think he even played that well in the Olympics, though. Well, none of them did. They, they won the gold, so whatever. That's all that really matters. Um I'm going to research that after the fact. So I'm not I'm not even sure he played. But anyways, that made it a lot more tenable to stay in the KHL than it was to stay to go to the NHL. I'm going to make less money and I won't be able to play in the Olympics. Great. That's a dumb idea. I I have the numbers if you would like them. Sure. From the Olympics, he got in one game, had a 3 goals against average and a 857 save percentage. Yeah, not good. Not ideal. No. Not ideal. At a tournament that they should have they should have dominated, and they didn't. They won. Again, they won, but they did not dominate. No, they definitely did not dominate in that. But definitely an interesting tidbit from Sorokin. A, a new wrinkle in the... <laughs> a gross wrinkle. layer, A gross layer to the onion that is New York Islanders. Yeah, it's just perfect. Want to get into the player grades? We got three more. I think this is going to yeah. be the last week that we do these player grades. Uh, Let's do it. So let's I I'm gonna read them off, and then we'll go in reverse order back talking about it. So, and I did Anders Lee. He got an A. Yeah, of course. Calvin DeHaan gets a B. Ryan okay. Pulak gets an A minus. Yeah. So let's start with Ryan Pulak. You did this one. Why are we giving Ryan Pulak an A minus? Sell me on it. Well, why would you give him anything less? This is really the answer. You wouldn't give him more because, again, the defense wasn't great this year. You'd give him high as an A because not only did he finish with 32 points, but he helped the power play uh, significantly. Like the first game that he played for the Islanders, within two minutes, he had a power play point. Uh, he had the first assist on, on Anders Lee's power play goal against the New York Islanders. Or Sorry, the New York Rangers. That would have been awkward if he scored against himself. Um 
he did everything he needed to do, and he, he steadily got better as the year went on. Remember, at the start of the season, he might not have even made the team. Remember when, when they called back um, Devin Taze right. during training camp? Yes. Or preseason, I should say? We all thought, oh, wait a second here. Are they not going to take Pulak and they're taking another look at Taves? They took another look at Taves, but they decided to settle with, with, with uh, Pulak. And so he went from maybe not making the team to being probably the Islanders' third best defenseman. Yeah. So good on Pulak for putting together an awesome year. Bad on the Islanders for bad scouting because we were calling for this. What oh, for years? I, I wouldn't even say that's scouting. That's just team management. Just, yeah, you know what? Just management, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we were calling for this last year, and, and every and to be fair, everyone was because it made sense. Why wouldn't you do this? He was dominating at the AHL level on both the five on five and power play, and the Islanders were having a terrible time on the power play, and they're just scratching at the surface of the playoffs. If they had made their power play into a twenty percent, because I think they're at like fifteen percent, mm. they had upped it by five percent just because of Pulak. Why don't you do that? Because that five percent, that's what gets you in the playoff. You miss by a point, one point. Yeah, and and as we know, in the NHL, all you have to do is get in. That's it. That's it. Oh, that's a frustrating one. I agree with you. I think that a minus is definitely fair. He. Exceeded expectations for me. I didn't. Well, yeah. I. He was. He went on an extremely hot streak where he was putting up points like nobody's business. He started a little bit slow because he wasn't playing every night. But once he got in that regular rotation, he, like you said, was our third best defenseman. I would 100% agree with that. I wouldn't go with a straight A because I still think oh. at times he is a little bit of a liability in his own end. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But I think A- minus is perfect is a perfect grade. Yeah, so you're somewhere between a B and an A- minus is where you're at. Yeah, like I a would, B plus type situation. I was I was thinking B plus or A- minus. Anywhere in between that okay. range I'm fine with. That's fine. And, and your criticism is right. Like he he still has to learn. Like there's a few times during the season and I think we're we're probably thinking of the same play where where he pinched to intercept a puck and he missed it and whiffed he whiffed on the puck, and so it led to a two-on-one the other way. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of thing that a seasoned defenseman knows. Like, I'm not even going to try to go to that. I'm just going to play the body. I'm going to play the player rather than play the puck. Right. Uh, so he, he still needs to learn that, but he will. Like, he's, he's obviously a quick study. Again, the strides that he made from opening day or, or preseason to now, amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I have high hopes for him coming into next year, 2018-2019. Agreed. And he's a big boy. He's 6'2", 214. Like, I, I thought he couldn't play the kind of physical style, but he's got the body for it. I, he's not 6'4 or anything, but 6'2 is still pretty big. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be a guy who necessarily throws it, the body around all the time, but I think if he's in a situation where he has to, he can, which yeah, is good. He can you know? clear the front of the net. He can do that. Yeah, I think he's a valuable piece. I definitely think as currently constructed, he might be their second best defenseman. Oh, yeah, you don't like Boychuk whatsoever. I didn't say that. <laughs> it was implied. I didn't. S- <sighs> I know you. I, that's why you're you're not refuting it because you know it to be true. You want Boychuk in like the third pairing, if not like the ninth layer. No, of hell. Uh, no, just the third no? pair, just the third. Just I just want to cut his okay. minutes. I want Pulak to play more, and I want somebody else who we're going to trade for, which we'll get into in the longer topic. Oh, to play above him as the right-handed defenseman. I still want Boychuk around, but I want him playing less minutes. 
Fair enough. Uh, we, we both agree on that anyways. Next up, we... I just, yeah. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> Next up, we have Calvin DeHaan. Uh, Charlie gave him a B. I think I would have went lower. Yeah, so I, I have not read it yet. Why did he give him a B? Why did he give him a B? Like, so what were the positives? Is it because when he went out with injury, the Islanders did so terribly that obviously he meant something to the team? Or was it just he was okay even when he was here type of situation? No, I think it was he was on pace for a career year offensively. He would he was on pace to finish second among Islanders defensemen. Okay. He had a good plus minus, all all stuff like that. And mm. and the apps and really the absence too, how much things went down the drain during his absence. Yeah, and that that's the thing, right? Like how much do you attribute his absence to or sorry, do you attribute what happened to his absence? I I don't like to think that. Like like he he's clearly worth something. He, I think he's clearly better than we all thought he was, or he means more to the construction and the um, constitution of this roster than we thought he did. I agree but, with that. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I can see a B. I, I want to be able to give him a B, but I, I, it's hard to even give him a grade because he missed so much. I'm in the C plus to B minus range, I think. Yeah, I, I can get behind that as well. Like he he seemed perfectly fine. Uh, I I think I, a C plus would have been my grade, uh, but I reserve the right to change that. Assuming he had a full season, he, like if we're projecting him to have a full eighty two game season and he puts up <clears throat> what thirty three thirty four points, that's huge for Calvin DeHaan because he's a twenty five point player usually. Yes, and he has like a plus ten. Okay. We're looking. I don't necessarily care about pluses and minuses, but that's starting to look pretty good. And and what does that do for the team? Because if they end up in the same situation, then I don't care what he did. That's the thing. I feel like it's really tough to grade because he only played thirty three games. Yeah. So even if he had like a thirty three point season, I'd still give him like a B B plus, assuming the Islanders finish where they finish. Yes. Yeah. If if they're still fin- if he was healthy and they finished seventeen points out of a playoff spot. Yeah, he's probably going to be or B plus. Yeah, because yeah. that, that means that he's no longer he he's not the person that we think we would change things for the Islanders. He's just a guy. I, I want to believe that he's good enough to change the outcome of things. I want to believe that because that means we have someone like that on our roster. We might lose him, but we have that potential to retain that, and that would be nice to have. No, it absolutely would. I think, like from what I saw in his thirty. 30- plus games, I thought he was average. Yeah, I didn't think he sure. was great. I didn't think he was bad. And to me, an average grade is a C plus. Middle of the road. Yeah, sure. C plus, B minus. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, I guess C plus is average. That's more average. Um yeah, I, I have I can't really disagree with that. B minus is being or a B is being generous, I think. Uh maybe he doesn't want to throw him under the bus because he knows he watches uh his Twitter timeline. Um, if you're listening, CDH, let's be buds. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. I'd still like to be buds, although I don't think he wants to be my friend. It's fine. I'll just go sulk in a corner. Uh, moving on. Uh, so Anders Lee, how about him? I had move to... on from that. 
I, that's never going to die, and I love it. Yeah, um, Anders Lee got an A, and it's because he was a 40-goal scorer. He had a career high in points. He's a part of a very effective top line. There's really not a whole lot you could say negative about Anders Lee's season. So then why not an A+. Plus? I guess you could mm-hmm. just say A+. Plus. No, but you didn't. You said an A. I don't know. It's a I'm marginal difference. Task. I am taking you to task. All right, so sell me on why A-plus over A. Okay, let me just reiterate all the things you just said. He's a 40-goal scorer. He had a career year. He took part in one of the best lines, the offensive lines in hockey. Uh, and it's a second year in a row where he reproduces that magic in front of net. So why is not an A-plus again? Because they didn't win enough? It, it, I, I actually I said that facetiously, but as soon as I said it, I went, oh, that's a pretty darn good reason. Well, I don't know so much that. He wasn't fantastic possession-wise. For the first time in his career, he had a sub uh, 50 CF percentage. Okay. Uh, the whole line really wasn't that great. No, they it's, weren't. Uh, possession-wise, I'm talking. production right. Production-wise, they were. I think it would have taken... Like, a 40-goal season wasn't something completely shocking out of Anders Lee. He put up 35 last year. Barzal right, putting up true. 85 points in his rookie year was shocking. Right, that's because what we had no the, frame of reference before it. Right. I think that's the marginal my marginal difference between the A and the A+. Yes, there was growth, and he still deserves that A. But if, again, hypothetical, if he put up, like, 50 goals and 40 assists, like a 90-point year, that's it. That's shocking. A plus. Yeah. Okay. So it'd be like your A student now sending you a test. You're like, she did well or he did well, but it's not the same caliber as they were doing, or it's not a step above the caliber that I'm used to. And so I'm not going to give him more because he's not knocking my socks off necessarily. Right. Like last year, Anders Lee gets an A plus. He goes from 15 goals to 34, 36 points to 52. He went up from 34 to 40 and then 52 points to 62 points. It's still an improvement, which is why you're getting the A, but it's not as crazy as a jump from 15 all the way up to 34. See what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I, you, you've, you've convinced me now. All right. Good job by you. This is the second week in a row Mitch is clapping for me. This is great. Slow clap going on. That's all you're going to get. It's done. From here on in, we're no longer friends because we're going to have to talk about the playoffs soon enough. Oh, I can't. <laughs> well, actually, it's we're in red, up. white, and blue right now. You huh. can't. Do you want to just get into this now? Yeah, sure. All fine. right, let's get into it now before we get into a long topic. Okay. If you remember from a previous episode, and if you follow us on Twitter, me and Mitch made a little bit of a bet. Now, if you don't know about Mitch and gambling, pretty much he has bad ideas. So gambling whoa, with Mitch whoa. is like taking candy from a baby. Mitch said that Vegas wasn't going to make it out versus San Jose. They did. So now what Mitch has to do is he has to take a picture in all red, white, and blue America's colors. Because, again, the running joke, I'm the American. He's the Canadian one. We have to play into the stereotype. So Mitch is going to be decked out in red, white, and blue taking a picture. I'm, I'm literally thoughts. wearing red, white, and blue. I have blue shorts. They're navy blue, so they're not like American blue. Um, they have a white stripe, and I'm wearing a red T-shirt right now. Um, but it's it's not American enough for me. I nah, want to. I need like bald eagles, flags, yeah. like 
You know what I mean? So I think I'm going to get that and uh, Making America Great Again hat. Although I want to see if I can get that like knockoff so I'm not contributing directly to them. But that's just my political views. I don't – either way, if you do, you do. That's fine. Um, that may be going too far. Maybe I won't do that. That's that's a big that's a big message. Uh, that's a th- that's a touchy one. On yeah, it's too far, eh? Why don't you just go like classic like uh, American flag on a hat? That's it. I'm gonna get an American flag T-shirt. So you have that that like American idiot um, Green Day American flag tank top that you were wearing the other day. <laughs> Last week because it was a million degrees in here. Yeah, okay. that's right. I'm going to just get a straight-up American flag shirt. Although, is that allowed? Am yeah. I allowed to do that? Is yes. Because I think constitutionally, is that it? Or the rules around the flag that you're not supposed to wear it in, like, memorabilia or something of the ridiculousness? When the no. whole, like, flag debate happened. No, some... that, no. You're not supposed to actually wear the flag as your clothes. That's that's the thing. You're not supposed to be. But you can wear a representation of the flag on clothes. Yes, that was where okay. the confusion was coming from. Some people but don't actually it that like way. pull a flag down off a pole and put it on as a poncho. Yes, that was where the confusion was. Yeah, that's a lot of disrespect. Yes, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good idea. No. Fair enough. Okay. Well, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to get an American shirt with as many bald eagles. If I can get even to like you hit a button, it goes. I'll do that. <laughs> Get That'd like, be great. You should get go on like Drunk American or whatever those those kind of sites are where it has like George Washington riding on like a Velociraptor, like those kind of <laughs> shirts. That's amazing. Yeah, but I I will give you credit. You called Caps year. They moved yes. on caps, to the Eastern baby. Conference Final. Your thoughts as you almost take out all of your sponsored beer behind you. Yeah, that almost fell right down on my face. Um. Super happy. I saw the goal. Uh, it was amazing. It was. I lost my voice for about a day because I yelled so loud. Even though I'm not a Caps fan, I just love when I'm right. Um, <laughs> I love it so much. I'm not a Caps fan. Uh, I just love when I'm right. Amazing. It is great. Uh, I can't wait to go on my other podcast where I can throw it in all their faces because they all took Pittsburgh. Uh, we even made a bet on, on game six. It was two. It was double or nothing. Not double or nothing. It was two for one odds. So if... Washington won, I got two for one. If Washington lost, I just had to pay out one for one. Okay, so you locked out. It was great. It was great for me. I made sure of that. I made sure to lock that in. Like, you're, you're sure you want to do that? That sounds stupid. And the guy was like, no, of course I'm going to do that. Well, guess what? I darn done won. You did the thing. So see, I win. I win sometimes. My eastern side of my bracket is a little screwed up. I had I was right up until this past series. Then I had Boston and Pittsburgh moving on. Obviously, Tampa Oof. Bay and the Capitals are moving on. I think you had Tampa and the Capitals. I think you're. I good do. Yeah, I'm good at there. this point. Uh, and then I had Vegas moving on. That one was right. You had San Jose. Bleh. I had I had Nashville. Moving on versus Winnipeg. Also have Nashville, so we'll see Game Seven tomorrow. I think yes, yes, because the next series starts on Friday. Correct. So we'll see what happens there. But there's your playoff update. I won a nice little bet. Mitch is going to be in decked out in some red, white, and blue America stuff, and the Capitals finally advance. All the maple syrup on my body is going to reject whatever shirt I put on. <laughs> you should have to have like. 
a burger or a hot dog in a picture or something like that. Ugh. Like something really American. Apple Poutine pie. is going to taste awful. Oh, I hate pie. I right, hate not, pie. I won't do pie to you. How about a nice hot dog? Oh, I could do hot dogs all day. All day. All right. What all do you right. put on your hot dog? Just straight ketchup, mustard, relish? Just mustard. If you put, Here's my take. What kind of sociopath are you? Just mustard. If you put just ketchup on a hot dog, you can't be over the age of five years old. Five and under, it's accept- <laughs> five, five and under, it's acceptable to put ketchup on your hot dog. Once you hit, pretty much once you hit kindergarten, ketchup on a hot dog goes out the window. You got to switch over to mustard. You say, hey, this is America. I'm sorry. Ketchup, you put those on burgers. Mustard, that goes on hot dogs. That's just how it is. I'm sorry if you like it, but it's, you're wrong. It's, it's, that's poor just how it is. After poor take coming out from the States over there. Unbelievable. No ketchup on hot dogs. Ketchup, no, you mustard, could... relish. And when I was a kid, Kraft Dinner. Or not, sorry, not Kraft Dinner. Cheese Whiz. Cheese Whiz? Yeah. You're getting a little experimental for me. That's how we do I it could, up here. I could, do ke- I could understand both ketchup and mustard. But okay. just ketchup? Oh, no. What no. are you, like two years old? Get out That's of here. That's what I'm saying. Like you had, your chocolate you had, milk. Yeah, chocolate milk, hot dog with ketchup, and you, your mom had to cut it up for you. That's pretty much... <laughs> <laughs> what happened? And then, Amazing. And then for dessert, you have your peanut butter and jelly sandwich with the crust cut off. Of course. Cut into fours. Yes. All right. So there is our little NHL playoff update. Let's get into our longer topic. I'm not sure how you're going to want to do this, but I came up with the offseason plan for if John Tavares is staying. I don't know. Again, I don't know if you want to just like react to what my plan is, or if you want me to go step by step what my plan is. I well, let's go step by step for the listeners. Okay. Because uh, maybe they didn't read it, so let's go step by step real quick, and then let's react to that. First off, wait, wait. First, before you even get to that, thank you. Oh, for thank what? you. It feels so good for this positivity of if to. It, I know it's still the if, but just having to say that and react to it, I love it. I'd rather react to something positive than negative. Okay. So if you might remember, I had a 10-step plan to fix the organization. I took some yes. parts of this, but then I – this is just a focus on improving the actual on-ice product. It's not about the front office or any of that stuff. So we're going to start with a few trades. The first one, I am trading for a goalie. So I'm going after Braden Holtby. I am oh. I am giving up a first-round pick, Anthony Beauvillier and Devin Taze. Then okay. my next my next step – since you are trading for a goalie, you're buying out Thomas Grice. So it's a $1.25 million cap hit in eighteen nineteen, followed up by 750000 the next year. And then it's $1.17 for two more years following that. So wait, you're buying out Grice to keep um, sorry, Holtby, and who's your backup? Soderstrom for nine hundred twenty-five thousand. Okay. Um, trade number two. I'm acquiring defenseman Justin Folk from, of course, of course, from the Carolina Hurricanes. I am giving up 2018 first-round pick Brock Nelson, Michael Del Cole, and Sebastian Ajo. Well, I don't know. Do they take two Sebastian Ajos on that team? Are you just going to turn down a player because he has the same name as another player on your team, Mitch? I don't know, man. That'd be real hard. You can't even differentiate that on the nameplates. They're both spelt the same way. 
you one of them has whatever flag their country's from. The other one has was it Finland and Sweden? Oh, so now you're putting emojis on the on the nameplates while they're playing. We're going into some some deep deep. You know they have that. You you know which one's which. One's a forward. One's a defenseman. If you see him hanging out on the blue line, it's Sebastian Aho. The what, defenseman. If they, what if they pin, they they switch they pivot on on the pinch mat? What about that? Now we got now we don't know who what Aho is wearing until they reset the lines, and then I'm all lost. Can you imagine Brendan Burke trying to call that? Think of Brendan Burke for a second, Matt. Sebastian Aho's not a first pairing defenseman, so he probably won't be out on the ice at the same time. All right, fine, fair enough. All right, go ahead. You're double Sebastian Aho world. All right, trade number three. I am clearing cap space with this move. I am trading with the Arizona Coyotes. I'm acquiring Nick Cousins, who's a fourth liner, but I'm moving a fourth liner, so I'm going to have to give up one. I am trading Cal Clutterbuck in that bad contract, but in order to incentivize, incentivize, thank you, struggling, I am giving Arizona a second-round pick. Okay. So I'm saying, here you go. You're a rebuilding team. I'm helping you reach the cap floor because it's going to go up by at minimum $4 million. Right. For next year, or it could go up to another additional $8 million. So I'm giving you a second round pick to take on this bad contract, and you're giving me a fourth line player in return. Seems reasonable. Yeah, that seems fine. So why are you clearing up cap space? Do you just need to do that because you're over the cap before this move, or you're just clearing up for the sake of clearing? You'll see when I'm all said and done. I will go, I'll break oh, down. Oh, you're not done yet. No, I'm still cooking. Oh, I boy. traded for a defenseman, but I'm not done yet. I'm signing one who's going to be on the market as a UFA. Ian Cole is getting a three-year, $9 million contract, so $3 million a year on average. Okay. I am signing a third-line center. Tyler Bozak on a two-year, $9.5 million deal, so an average of $4.75 million. Oh, wow. 4.75 for a third-line center? Whew. Wait. Okay. Wait for me. I'll do the breakdown. And then the last part of the deal is I'm signing John Tavares to an eight-year, $88 million contract, so $11 million on average. And what that breaks down to... If you add up my, I'll give you my lines, and then I'll give you the total number. So okay. my first line is Lee Tavares, Bailey. Line two, Lad, Barzell, Everly. Line three, Bellows, Bozak, Hosang. Line four, Johnston, Sasikis, Cousins. Defenseman, Letty and Falk, Cole and Pulak, Pellick and Boychuk. My goalie tandem of Holtby, Soderstrom, and then plus the $1.25 million Grice buyout puts this at $75,384,999. The cap is expected to be between $78 million and $82 million for next year. So obviously you have room to fill out your roster from that point. And that's my plan. That is, wow, there's a lot of moving parts there. There is. Uh, I doubt Garth Snow does three quarters of that. It's not what Garth Snow would do. It's what I would do. It's my True. plan. True. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I, I don't mind it. Um, there's not really one piece that I dislike. You, my God, you love Justin Falk. You love that guy so much. 
He's I in do. all. He's like the cornerstone of your entire plan because he keeps showing up every time. He, he's my go-to. I want another right-handed defenseman to go with Letty. Okay, and we don't have any other right-handed defenseman in the system. Who are you thinking? You couldn't of? put Pulak up there. No, he's on my second with Cole. Okay, fair enough. Um, God, uh, yeah, I, you've identified the needs that the Islanders have, which is. They need a goaltender. They need a starting goaltender, to be clear. And they need uh, defensive help, top-tier defensive help. I'm not sure Ian Cole is the guy, uh, although I don't mind the move. As a second-pairing guy? Yeah, still. I I would rather have Boychuk as a second-pairing guy. But but I get you. Like, I understand why why you went for Ian Cole. Uh, And then $3 that that's a lot. That seems like a lot for me. Um, but he's only 29, so he's only going to get, not get better, but he's, he's about where he's going to be. Right. And we're, we're looking at a 13 point guy, not even, sorry, a 20 point player. (sighs) But that's the thing, I guess you're, you're adding him not for his production, but more for his ability to, um, control the blue line or I guess shot suppression. Yes. You have guys like Letty Falk. And Pulak are a little bit more offensive. Yeah. And Cole is the counterpart there. He's the right. yin to their yang. Right. You're throwing that out there because that's what I said last week. Um, I knew I heard that somewhere. There you go. Uh, that's the kind of tandems that I like. I don't like having two offensive defensemen on the same pairing. But that that's me. I, I, I see the merit in it. I just It's not what I like to do. Um you know, because I build all kinds of teams on my own, you know, big old. He's a frequent of the armchair thing on Cap Friendly. Oh, big time, big time. Oh, NHL 12, I'm all over that. Because that's, I'm so poor, I can't afford a PS4. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have anything against that, except for maybe the Holtby situation. I really don't see the Capitals giving up on Holtby. Why do you think they'll give up on him? I, I know the package you gave was okay, be- a couple reasons. Okay. They have Grubauer, who I think they really like, and they also have the number one goalie prospect, too, who they just signed to an entry-level contract. Yeah, Samsonov. Right. So I would think that Grubauer is a little bit of a stopgap who can then transition to the backup role while Samsonov transitions for that maybe year at the NHL level. And then, I, I don't know, I can't see Samsonov and Holpe being the tandem. Because I think if you want to go Samsonov, you got to move on from Holpe. Which yeah, they seem. You got to be ready to do that now. They seemed willing to. They started Grubauer to start off the playoffs. Yeah, but then Holpe came back and said, hey guys, I'm actually pretty darn good. And they went, oh yeah, look at that. We forgot that you were really good and deserved $6.1 million on the cap. All right, so then do you want to swap that out for Samsonov? You think we're getting the number one over goalie prospect? I, I don't know for if, that? if they're getting rid of anyone. Who says they're getting rid of anyone? Why would Samsonov because go if the, they're, they're not ready to play Samsonov? So I think that they stick with Grubauer and Holpe. And in Grub, they haven't signed Grubauer. So who knows if they just keep him on another, I don't know, 1.5 to maybe like 2.5 excuse me, million dollar deal. Because if you do that, you're not going to be able to sign John Carlson. You think? What are they at now in terms of the cap? They got $25,000 on the cap. Yeah. Um, but they're losing quite a bit. Uh, maybe not. 
Yeah, they're not losing a lot. There's, there's, there's a lot coming off, but there's a lot of low cap hits coming off. Right. You're, you're probably, and I think that Carlson is more important to the Capitals long term than Holpe is, because Holpe's only under contract for two more years, and then you gotta up his too. Where if you're resigning Carlson, you're probably resigning to him a seven, eight year contract. So okay, let's assume all that's good, and they that they're willing to trade him. How much do you want to bet the Islanders sit on that seven team no trade list? Oh, they probably do, just based off tra- past history. But you got to try. Yeah, I know. I know you have to try, and I, and I think he, he's the guy you go after if you can get a starter. That's the starter you try to get. Um, but man, I just—he just got into a seven-team no-trade list. Like, to have seven teams, he cannot be traded to. And like his his base salary goes down next year. It's perfect. His cap hit is only six point one. That's amazing for the type of goalie he is. And his base salary goes down, so you have to pay him less out of pocket. That's outstanding. That would that would be perfect for the Islanders. Yeah, that's. I just, I just can't see it happening. I want to. I really want to. I want this to happen so badly. I just don't see it happening. So then, if you're the Capitals, you're okay with losing John Carlson? I guess. Because that's the choice you have to make. It's either one or the other. Or you give up on one of your forwards like they did with Marcus Johansson. So then, okay, this, so then who would they move as a forward then? Maybe Burakovsky's gone. Would that um, clear up enough space? Well, he's $3 million. Off the cap, so if you get rid of him and you, you you bring in some some draft picks and maybe some some higher level prospects, and you're clearing up three million, and and what you're losing off the cap with like Smith, Pelly, Shiason, uh, Boyd, there's enough players coming off this roster that you're probably looking at another five million on the cap. Uh, so five million plus Carlson's three point nine, you're looking at a nine million dollar player. I think that's fair. All right. Then you have no room to do anything else. No, that's true. But they don't have any room to do anything now. So that's why you like create the room, Mitch. That's why you're moving on from your goalie because yeah. you have the number one goalie prospect and a capable backup too. Yeah, it's. I guess. L- listen, I, I, I'm. I'm not saying that you're wrong that he can move. I just don't see it happening, and I, I don't want to get my hopes up because I don't think that that it's going to happen. All right, I think that's fair. Have faith. In I, my plan. I am ye of little plan. faith, but I, I hope it comes through. I like my plan. I don't <laughs> want to do my the plan if John Tavares leaves. That's going to be depressing when I do that one. Oh, oh, what do you do there? Oh, my God, that's not going to be good. Because uh, I, I, I spoke to someone at work about it. Well, like, you'll be fine. No, we won't be fine. We no. won't be fine, guy that I work with that only talks to me when he sees me in the, in the aisles. It's not going to be happy because no. we have two great players right now and we still couldn't get it done. We had one great player and we still couldn't get it done. What makes you think we'll be better? We can't trade him. He's done. He's out of contract. We can't get anything for him. It's going to be bad. I keep throwing this elastic. It's going to be bad. It's not going to be good. No, it's not going to be I can't wait good. to read it. Uh, I'm going to need some time for that one. I'm not yeah, going sure. to fire that one out too soon, but... Maybe when June starts rolling around, that's when we'll yeah, fire that Yeah, as long as it's before July 1st. Oh, it'll be before July 1st. There don't you go. worry. 
All right, let's move on to the social segment. Let's move out of my plan. What do you got for us this week, Mitch, on the social segment? Um, six hours ago, our buddy Rob uh, tweeted out these words from his interview with Jeremy Roenick, where he said, if the Islanders don't get a goaltender in the offseason, I'm convinced they don't want to win anymore. Big words that. from JR. I love that. Yes, agreed. Um, I don't I don't know about not winning anymore. I, I'd be convinced that they don't know how to win anymore. I, I know they want to win, but if they don't get a goalie, then they clearly don't know what they need to win. That's the same thing. It's just a more strongly worded take. You're just beating around the bush. With I'm not beating it. around the bush. I think that they're, uh, my statements think that they're idiots. His statements think that they're nefarious. Oh, nefarious. I just got to toss that one out. I broke out my right? thesaurus on that one. Well, that they're, they, they're tanking on purpose, that they, they want to be bad. They, they're actively pursuing failure. Whereas I think that they're just idiots if they do that. I think you're being a little too literal man with this quote well, I think he's trying to say it to get supposed to, well I'm sorry I'm going to take people's words for what they're saying if JR means something else maybe he should just say it why am I getting all the blame for li- interpreting people's quotes literally well you didn't read between the lines if you look up up by the stars he clearly meant that oh my god no come on you use the words those are the words you use words have meanings ah did you like my Kermit the Frog interpretation? Uh, imitation? <laughs> uh, well, and I sit on the log and I say to Miss Piggy, oh, what a day. That's the only impression. That's the only voice you ever go to. Whenever you talk about someone, you're obvious, it just turns into Kermit the Frog. And the, the more I do it, the more Kermity it gets. For me, my social thing I was going to bring to the table was what I used for the dailies today. Tickets for the blue and white scrimmage are on sale. I think I'm going this year. I, I want it. I want to see Kiefer Bellows. That's what I'm going for. Okay, fair enough. I thought you'd, you'd just get a regular season ticket and see him there because you think he's going to play in the third line, but that's fine. I do, I'm excited to see him on, in June, Mitch. Okay, fair I'm, enough. Oh my God, throwing so much shade. The, <laughs> the, the place is like 10 minutes from me. It's $15 and it's going to charity. So that's now fair. you sound like the jerk. Now I sound like the jerk. You shouldn't give your money to charity, Matt. Can't believe you supporting the Islanders in charity. Now, how dare you support the Islanders after everything they haven't done for you lately? True. Hmm? Now who's the jerk? I think we are. I am. No. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, man. Um, And then last one I had was the Islanders agreeing to terms with Travis St. Dennis. Oh, right. It's Saint-Denis. Oh, uh, sorry. Dennis. That's fine. Saint-Denis. Uh, yeah, that was... Um, so, obviously, the contract, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Uh, the fact that he got an extension, I don't think you have a problem with it either. I Just the fact that he got an extension. That was a that was a that was really bad radio slash podcast. I, I just shrugged to the camera at Mitch. <laughs> but it, it's it's fine. It's it's whatever. Right. But then the extenuating circumstances around that. Yeah, like, it's more of like, why is this happening now, kind of. Exactly. What the heck is going on here? Uh, it's not to say that Travis St. Denis did not deserve an extension. It's not. He did. He, he led the, these uh, Sound Tigers in goals with 23, I think it was. 
Uh, and he put up another 11 points or 11 assists. So that's what, 34 points on the season? That's pretty 44. good. 44. He put up 44. So there you go, 22 points or something. Anyways, I don't know how the math worked out. Uh, either way, um, that's a pretty good season. He deserved an extension for an undrafted player. He's going to, you know, maybe get up into the NHL if, if injuries occur. But the issue here is that why is this happening? If evaluations are going on, why are people in positions signing contracts? It's not like St. Denis needed a contract today. It wasn't the day before training camp. They could have waited for that and just given him a qualifying offer like everyone else. Or, or even if not, that it, it could have waited till before qualifying offer periods. They still have time. Why did this need to happen today? It didn't. So... It leads me to believe that the people making the decisions are going to be the people making the decisions later, which means evaluations are done. Yeah, you would think, right? Because why would moves be made during the evaluation process? You would think things would go dark for a little while. That's right, where they decide who's going to be making decisions. Well, it looks like Gar Snow is making decisions. and We figured this. It's just kind of... We didn't get a word that the evaluations are over. So I'm, I'm taking this until I hear otherwise that the evaluations are over. I think and you have to, right? Yeah, exactly. But, but it would have been nice to say, John Ledecky say, we're, we're done evaluating. We're going to keep cards. No, it's just like, hey, we're going to sign this okay AHL player to a deal. And that's how we're going to tell you that Garth Snow's sticking around. Yeah, I, I never thought that they'd come out with some sort of press release saying, so after consideration, um, me and Miss Piggy figured that um, uh, we will keep Garth Snow. Yay! Um, that was never going to happen. Oh, you, uh, you mean he wasn't going to sit up there with a piece of paper and read a terribly worded propaganda-filled <laughs> quote? And then stand like a disappointed dad at the back of the room, like, feel the wrath of my anger. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, that was so feckless. My goodness. Oh, what fun, Mitch. Yeah, what fun. Uh, that's all I had for the social segment. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add nope. to it. That's all I've got. All right. So let's wrap this thing up. Do Make it. sure to follow us on social media, on Twitter at Eyes on Isles FS. My personal Twitter is at Matt O'Leary NY. Mitch's is at TLO Mitch. Give us a like as well on Facebook, facebook.com slash eyes on aisles. And as always, please visit the website, subscribe to the podcast for all things New York Islanders. Mitch, another episode in the books. Can't wait for next week when it's cold again here. Is it still cold there? It's warm now. I'm in shorts, like I said, but tomorrow it's supposed to be cold. I'm sorry. We're in the we're like pretty set in the 60s and 70s now here. No, not here. I was outside grilling today. I felt good. Uh, what are you What are you doing? You don't grill during the winter? What are you kind of some like recluse? No, you you pack that away. What? No, no. Grilling is a four season event. Well, uh, th- now we're gonna get into a whole another subtopic. But if it's at a tailgating experience, fine. But like, I'm not gonna go outside and make burgers on my grill in the middle of January, February. <sighs> You're missing out. Okay, I, I'm the, not a part of the. I feel like that's a Canada thing, but yeah, the, the barbecue's never shut off in this household. In fact, it's tapped right into our gas line. <laughs> Amazing stuff. So you have, on that note, you've been listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast. We'll talk to you next week. See you later.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.